Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Day Podcast. We are located in South Kansas City, proclaiming the good news of God's grace to our region and abroad. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, newdaykc.org. This is what we looked at last week, Romans 12. And it, it came out of this. See, the, um, one of the things with church, and especially modern churches, we're doing it, is we tend to want to follow examples and uh, ways of building. And one of the things that the, that the church as an institution got hit with in the past 20, 30, 40 years were business principles. Re- really strong. It's okay. It's not wrong. There's wisdom in the earth. There's some good things to be learned from it. But the other thing is, is it's created a structure that a lot of people are mad at and throwing stones at. I'm not, I don't care. I think if there's wisdom there, yeah, it's good to do some things. And then the other thing, there's been a reaction to it, which is we have to do it exactly like they did the first century church, Book of Acts, and you have to go to Acts this, and you have to do house to house, temple to temple, do, 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 do you know what I mean? Now, I'm not opposed to that either. I think that's really good. But I do know this, there's a new day. And if there's new wine, there must be new wine skin, otherwise it'll burst and be spilled. So God's doing new stuff. And what I came away with when I reread Acts and looking at us as a church, this is what I came away with. I said, Lord, what's there? And it's this, the closer they came to Jesus, the closer they got with each other. When Jesus becomes immediately active. And that's, the new, that's that new work of grace that we're hearing. When the Holy Spirit gets in there and transition starts happening, listen, right now, winds are blowing and people are being blown away from church, but they're also being blown into church. They're being drawn into something. So we want, I want something new, don't you? I want something new, don't you? I want really, I want like, I want blow my mind like it's been getting blown for the past five years. I want new stuff. I want new ways of doing things. I'm ready for some change. Now, for all of you slow adapters, I understand that's where the chair always went. Do not move that chair. You know, this is the way the living room is supposed to look. Well, I'm one of those sneaky ones that I like to change stuff up. I don't do it with Brenda because I know you like. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to change the family room. You know? And Brenda had, like, we hide our TV with, a, with an armoire. It's because that's not artistic and you can't have a TV hanging on the wall. So I understand those things. I'm very artistic too. <laughs> So we're going to change the things around and look at different things. But that means, here's what happens as we begin to look at different things. Each of us needs to look at our hearts and say, what about me? What are the new things you want to do in and with me? My heart, my life, things I've done, things that, Maybe even those disappointment things, the things that I tried before and they didn't work, or I wanted to do that, but this got in the way. By the way, with that thing, the dreams that are in your heart, 
here's a way to really poke it because what happens is that through disappointment and stuff, uh, the human heart has a tendency to like just put them off to the side and not remember them anymore and other stuff gets in the way. Geography, relationships, work, uh, all those kind of things. And if you're wondering, do I still have a dream in my heart? Here's what to do. Inside of yourself, just do this. If nothing was in the way, that's the first thing to say to yourself. If nothing was in the way, what would I do? Geography wasn't in the way. Health wasn't in the way. All the stuff that can get, are you tracking with me? All that stuff that can, listen, you can be 18 and the stuff get in the way. If nothing was in the way and God just said, hey, let's go do this, what would that be in you? Well, Lloyd, that stings. Because I don't like wake hope up in, yes, wake up hope. Hope is part of the new day that needs to awaken in our hearts. Dreams need to wake up again. Ideas, things to do, things to accomplish. Yeah, I'm worn out and I don't want to work that hard. Listen, I understand. (laughs) But if that wasn't in the way, because see, here, here, Here's the thing, like I, was, I told Jordan, man, Bono's got nothing on you with the way you sing, man. You know, and Bono's one of his most famous songs is, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. We have! I don't know if he'd sing that anymore today. Maybe, I don't know, he probably would. But listen, we have, haven't you found what you're looking for? If you haven't, then talk to me afterwards and I'll introduce you to Jesus. Because grace has a face. We found, I, it's not far away anymore. Throw all that old doctrinal language away. He did it. And he lives in you. He did it. You don't have to keep begging him to do it. He did it. There's no distance or delay with him anymore. There's no far away God. There's this God that's in me right here. So this is what it says about you and I. Let's, let's read it together. Say it with me. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body got something even better this is that new translation let me read it to you matter of fact just shut your eyes for a minute and take this in then we're going to read it again and ask questions about it we will remain strong and always sincere in our love as we express the truth. 
All our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him, the anointed head of his body, the church. For his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and constantly connected as one. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. And as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, we are built up and made perfect in love. Ooh, doesn't that jump out? Like, I, you know, I'm passionate about the words, so reading that, hearing that, even looking up there now and think through it, what jumps out at you? Loud? The word all? For the growth of all. Here, I'll come by you and we're going to use both mics. It's that we're all supposed to grow, not just certain ones of us. Or certain ones of us are supposed to just, you know, build up others, but all of us get built up. So we get built up when one starts building up another one. And even that builds us up. And then even that builds us up as we build others up. Okay, good. What else jumps out at you? Joined together and constantly connected. Joined together and constantly connected. So what does that mean when you hear that? The body needs to be together, you know, and not... uh, Thank you very much. It's been nice seeing you today. Have a great week. Ooh. So it's not just for Sunday to Sunday. It's for what? Every day. So it's affecting us every day. Kathy? Uh, made perfect in love. Ooh. Ooh, that we are made perfect in love. But how? What's it telling us here? How do we get made perfect in love? We're built up by the gifts operating effectively throughout the whole body because everyone's been given something to give to someone else. Good. Everyone's been given something. I love the sentence. Um, where'd it go? <laughs> that we've been formed in his image, that the body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together, that idea of God being the source, that it was his dream, that it was his pleasure that dictated what the body of Christ is now on the earth in oneness, in fullness. See, it's one thing that, you know, what's really hard is you're looking in the mirror and seeing Christ. I know that's a hard one, but listen, nevertheless, that is the truth. We look like Jesus. Then the next hard part is, actually it's not hard at all for me anymore. You look like Jesus. It's finding one another and seeing the giftedness, the thing, the image 
This is stunning, you guys. Listen, the church isn't ready in many ways to move in this. We are. This is part of New Day. That you are Christ to me. He lives in you. And so when you have something to give, I am getting it from who? The uh, pretty much the last part of the paragraph stands out to me. You know, God gives us different gifts, like Brenda said, and it could be through your hands, your voice, words spoken, you know, encouragement. It's it, that's how I believe that we get built up is through all of that, just words of encouragement coming out of someone's mouth. Yes, or just laying your hands on someone and saying you are healed, or a hug, or a hug, a hug like I got gave somebody earlier. Yes. I needed that today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes it's the most simple thing, isn't it? Tony? This gives me the idea of a, a, a jigsaw puzzle. Ooh. That the body of Christ, if you can picture this, the body of Christ is, um, Christ is a, is a picture, and broken up into a jigsaw puzzle we are each pieces and we interlock together and if we're when we're interlocked together in one we see the full picture but if there's a piece missing the picture is not complete Hmm. and it can't be finished that reminds me of that passage of scripture in in i think it's second peter but it talks about the manifold grace of god the manifold wisdom that's given it's so it's so there, there's so many facets to it. Let me ask another question. Is there anything you read there that makes you uncomfortable? It's operating at the end, and as these gifts operate effectively, uh, effectively throughout the whole body we are built and made perfect which means I may not be fully perfect yet but I have to fully operate in what I have Ooh. so that means there's a you guys probably know where I'm getting at there's a risk with the gifts that we have there, there's a risk that maybe that thing we said wasn't God there's also the risk, risk of what if it doesn't get received? I'll say it, I'll put myself out there and, and falls flat to the ground. Everybody just stares at me and there I am again. I tried, I took a risk like somebody said and there, doesn't that, like, that scares me a little bit. I mean, you remember I'm the introvert. I'm just operating under the anointing right now. Some of you don't believe that. I think to be a community, you, you, you can't have a community if everybody is a farmer. You have to have blacksmiths and builders, that, oh. that masoner, masons oh. and everything else. So we have gifts and we need to put our gifts out there. Otherwise, we're just all farmers. Shell, I'm getting to you. Do you know not, we not only have gifts, but we are a gift in looking at this, 
that we're a gift to each other, but we are a gift as well as operating in gifts. Shell? So this just reminds me, the whole thing reminds me of just a really healthy family. Hmm. And um, the risky part is that I have to trust that people will stick around and that will be acceptable to each other and accepted by each other. Good. Uh, th- that was part of the risk of the, the whole idea of the church. Do you understand, like, uh, like prior to church, people didn't refer to each other as brother and sisters unless it was your brother or your sister. Like that whole, not now, now it's like, it's just so common to us now. But when Paul did that, as he was writing these things, and when he said, brethren, that meant, I mean, to be called a brother was just like being called a son by the father. Remember, father is the Christian name of God. Prior to Jesus coming, God was not referred to as father. Jesus, that's one of the reasons they got so upset at Jesus. He knew he was the son and he knew that God was a father and he declared him openly as that and it wigged him out. The same happened with the church when unrelated people got together and they said, this is my brother. It's family. So that's so good, Shell. Um, I think for me, I'm challenged by the last statement I'm made perfect in love because I feel so inadequate to express his love in in that level. But at the same time, I feel comforted that the full expression of his love is through us as a corporate body and how uh, we can uh, do our part and then uh, people will know that we're his disciples because the love that we have for one another. Yeah. Singing songs of love to God and to each other. Back when I did this discipleship program, I used to get the kids familiar with this by us. Uh, we'd, we'd get in a circle and pick three people to be inside the circle, and then we'd make everybody hold hands, and then they would, everybody else would sing to those three in the inside. Whether you had a good voice to sing, that wasn't the issue. You see, it was the giftedness coming out. And we would sing, yes, I love you with the love of the Lord. You know, and it was all off key. I tried to get as off key as I could there. And I can see in you the glory of the king. Yes, I love you with the love of the Lord. And there was something in that singing, that giftedness into each other that, that, that brought us in close. And, and you know, well, I can't sing. I don't have that gift. Yes, you can. You may not sing in tune. But if I sing out of tune, will you get up and walk out on me? Come on, I'm still Lloyd. I'm sorry. Can't quit. One more question. Two questions. These are pointed, and yes, I mean them. Are you using your gift to help the body?
You don't have to raise your hand or answer. Of course, it's a... But let me ask now the community question with that. What would our community and what would our community life look like if you were? How would it affect our Sunday mornings? What Tony said. And how would it affect our Mondays through Saturday? Okay, I have something. Um, Sometimes somebody's name will come to me and I'll just pray for them. Well, the other day, I got a text from Mona, and she's like, what are you doing today? And I said, I don't know. I'm going to get in the shower and get with God and see what he says. I could... Yeah, I could give my dog a bath or I could do my nails. And my friend Tammy came to mind. And I called her, and she was sitting in front of her sister's house crying, wanting to kill herself. And I brought her to church last week. And then Chad, who always has a word for people, tried to find us and couldn't find us. So he messaged me on Facebook, and he said, I have a word for your friend. And it was beautiful, and it's a confirmation of a word she got 19 years ago. Wow. So it's just really cool when we do listen to that voice and we step out and take that step. It was just amazing. <coughs> it changed her whole, I mean, it was totally God working through all of us as a, a quilt, you know, like weaving his tapestry. It was beautiful. Amen. Bill, you got one. Bill up in the crow's nest. There's Bill. He's a little hard to see. Okay, the, the, the praise goes to God. Here's the thing. The body operating, the roadway that we're operating on is prayer. Simple prayer, but prayer, once again, not when we're approaching God as a beggar, not as we're approaching God as orphans, But seeing the body and then going, speaking a declarative prayer that by the grace of God, by what he already accomplished, I speak 
healing to another part of the body in the name of Jesus. And when we do that, so one of the first things we've got to get familiar with again is giving the the words, which leads to a testimony, and praying. Prayer is a gift in the body that Christ gave us to speak as sons and daughters with authority to the part that needs it. You tracking with me? Because there's so much, there's, there's been so much good teaching about prayer. And there's so much out there. But I know this. Prayer is us speaking as sons and daughters, which the word says is speak as the oracle of God. That means the mouth of God. And so if I see that Naomi is hurting, I go, in Jesus' name, I speak healing to you, Naomi. And there is a, a grace authority that is released straight into her. Do you believe this? I believe this. That's part of new day. It's part of the new wine. And I just do that. And, and that's our body coming together. The minute you see somebody, because look, we, we've gotten, it's okay not to wear masks here. But when we see somebody not wearing the mask and it doesn't look very good, because sometimes when I let my mask down, you know, when it moves from the I'm fine, hi, to, oh, geez, I had one of those weeks. Speak right then. As the body of Christ doing this, we speak life. We speak healing. We speak encouragement. The body begins to edify itself in love. When there's loneliness, I speak friendship into you in the name of Jesus. And then grace acts, so I do something about it. I say, let's have coffee in two days. And the body begins to heal itself. It's how every joint supplied. So let's look at one more scripture and we'll close with this. And I won't ask a whole lot of questions. Once again, this is that uh, passion translation. So this is Ephesians 4. Where we, so we looked at that. This is the beginning context for what we read before. As a prisoner of the Lord, I plead with you to walk holy in a way that is suitable to your high rank. <laughs> Don't you like the way that reads? Do you know what your rank is? Oh, it's this Prince, Prince Lloyd. Princess Tony, high rank, royalty, nobility, God's son, God's daughter, given to you in your divine calling. That doesn't mean a call from the earth. That doesn't even call to the body. That's God's divine calling over you. He did that. He did it. With tender humility and quiet patience, always demonstrate gentleness and generous love towards one another. Especially towards those who may try your patience. That means we all have different sorts of personalities. 
that means, well, I don't really connect with that person. Well, then exercise patience and love on them. Now, there's a novel thought. Be faithful to guard, look at this, the sweet harmony of the Holy Spirit among you. When we treat each other right, we're guarding the harmony of the Holy Spirit. That means when, think about this, when Dan led in that song, the Holy Spirit was right there harmonizing with him, going, yeah. He said, be careful that you guard that so that bonds of peace, that means the things that hold us together are peace, so that you will be one body and one spirit as you were all called into the same glorious hope of the divine destiny. We don't have to find our destiny. We are the divine destiny of God. This is his destiny. For the Lord God is one. What's it say? And so are we. For we share in one faith, one baptism, one father. And he is the perfect father who leads us all, works through us all, and lives in us all. And he has generously given each one of us Oh, according to the size of the gift of your calling? Of Christ. How big's Christ? How big's the one that spoke a million billion stars into being? How big's the one that created innumerable numbers of angels? How big then is that measure towards me? And I get, see, grace isn't just like, oh yeah, let's pray for the food. Oh, let's grace to this food. I don't even know why they call praying for the food praying grace. This is praying grace. Jesus, Jesus unto you. You're filled with supernatural grace this morning. You were doing it when you were playing. You're doing it when you're sitting. You're doing it with being here. Grace unto you. Changes, doesn't it? The the duh question is this. What kind of grace has he given us? Supernatural grace. Abundant, overflowing, overpower, overwhelming grace. We need to get really comfortable with the word. You know, I, I, I think I... I preached on it for some, you know, these past five or six years that you just become, you kind of get numb to it, but I'm telling you, we need to get familiar with shouting grace at things again. There is a move of grace that is sweeping over the nations of the earth. God has released it, and we might be in between waves right now, but here's... The next wave's coming, baby. That's what the last one that hit tells you. There's another one coming. There's another way. And grace, grace to it. Shouts of grace, grace, grace to it. 
So when you leave here today and you get in that Tuesday, Wednesday morning thing that happens at work and that person tries your patience, go off and go to the men's room and the women's room and go, grace, grace to this situation. Take authority over it and just use the word grace. See what begins to happen. See, we've, Now there's another one. If you want to add the name of Jesus, I understand all authority in the name of Jesus. But listen, Jesus gave us a promise that we would speak not only in his name, but he said, you are going to speak things because you will have the same relationship with the Father that I do. You will speak with that authority. Whoo! That's out there. Do you know what that's saying? Let that just like get in the cogitating mind and just mess it all up. Ooh, grace has a face. Cynthia. I'll stand up. Okay, in conjunction with what you're saying about authority, my sister's going through a custody battle, and she was meeting with the evaluator. We were praying protection, and I was going about my day, and all of a sudden I had a two-second video clip of an angel standing in the room with his sword drawn, and I saw something hit the sword. It just sparked. And I asked her, did you say something that you felt maybe you shouldn't have? She said, yeah, I, tr- I cracked a joke and then I retracted it. And then the evaluator looked at me like he didn't hear it. Well, I believe it was the angel that stopped the word. So, um, and in conjunction with that, it gives me more faith to pray for my niece and nephew because their father is very abusive. And I saw them with the helmets on. And he, the, my brother-in-law said something. He zinged it at him and it, hit, it bounced off the helmet. And it hit him where the, his parents spared the rod. Oh. We have authority. Jordan, come on up. Or the, if the whole team's supposed to come up, come lead us in the huh? Listen. Here's a, the beginning call into New Day. Last week we looked at function, today we're looking at gifting. Come be a part of the body. Just be a part of the body. So how do I do that? You wake up in the morning, and you recognize who Jesus made you to be, and then you live in it all day long. You just be yourself. That's called putting on the new man. I, I'm holy. So Paul said, I beseech you, walk, walk holy according to your rank. I'm, I have a high rank. You have a high rank, really high rank. Be who you are. Be the new person that was given to you as a gift from God. That you are that very new individual now. There's no doubt. There's no, there's no weirdness about it. There's no, oh, that, that my, the old Adam's creeping up on you. No, he's not. He's dead. He was buried. You can't bring him back to life. He was dead and buried, Romans 6 tells us. And you were raised into Christ's life. You were raised as a resurrected being. The same resurrection that raised Jesus is 
that's who you are. Just be who you are. Then when that weird thing that says, yeah, but those aren't my gifts or that won't get received or I don't know if I could do that. Yes, you can. The new person can. As a matter of fact, the new person will. How can you say that? Under the authority of heaven and grace, God will raise up a people who will look just like him. That's what it says. We will look just like him. You look just like him. On Sunday morning, you look just like him on Tuesday afternoon. All these settings, and one Cynthia to all these settings, we speak as the oracle of God, one to another, and we edify ourselves. Let's stand, let's just.